Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Are you ready? Okay. I can, I can certainly be ready. <clears throat> I guess I always like when you start, but I guess I can start this time. Do you want to? I can. So do you. <laughs> I just got so nervous. I know. I just got podcast I'm fright. here. It's just me. <laughs> everyone is naked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> you can't do this. This is amazing. I'm not going to. I won't say it until you do. <laughs> It's going to be weird. It's going to be the reverse of what it's oh. supposed to be. No, nothing is supposed to be. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. Um, so happy to see you here. And everyone, welcome to Splat, the podcast. You guys, we have our own equipment. We do. We were borrowing from our really, really amazing producers slash dear friends, Sean and Cass. And with their sweet mentorship, we spent money on our own equipment because we're doing this now. We are doing this now. Haven't you heard? And you're doing it with us. Literally, you've heard it because it's a podcast. You have. Which means another special thing is that we are recording at my apartment in Harlem. We have left Brooklyn. I know. Splat has been slowly moving more and more uptown. Brooke's (laughs) wishes are coming true. She's been so good. And I've lost all my excuse to drag her to Brooklyn. It's okay. She came to Brooklyn for me on Friday, so. I will continue to come to Brooklyn. I think now we are, you know, it's unfortunately separated mother of these equipment. And, you know. It's true. We have to. We'll share weekends. We're going to have to. Yeah. And like Wednesday nights, right? Is that when we record? No, I just mean, is that how it works? Every other weekend and Wednesdays, you know. Here we are. We're here. We're here. To talk about sex in the city. 10 years younger and 20 years later. You guys, I've been very nervous to do the podcast. Today. I know. Well, it's been a been a minute. It's we, been a minute. Like we recorded with Agnes now about a week and a half ago or more. More? Mm, a little more. A little more. It's episode six, which is really exciting. You guys, thanks for everyone who's rated us and reviewed us and, and subscribed and tweeted at us and engaged with us. We really and love texted it. us quotes about ourselves like quotes we said as someone who enjoys myself it's really it's nice to have other people uh, it means a lot when you do it um it makes us hearing from the people but i love it because we just crave the attention we love attention (laughs) (laughs) connection attention it's all the same i love attention oh that's a good one thank you um, guys i also love sex in the city i really do isn't too. it getting good it's, starting it's getting to get really good. good i was super excited about this episode and doing i was taking notes to myself which was it was you as guys, if i was live tweeting someone bridget took notes live texting i've done it for four of the five <laughs> episodes you act like this is a total novelty in my head bridget just only like i was reckless last time watches it 10 minutes before <laughs> last time i did and i was like maybe seven minutes before i was in my whole 30 rage and i was you like were. there like, was a that was a time I had. And then, I and had. then the next day I checked in with my, with Hillary, my friend, who's also doing the whole 30 right now. And she was like, it's day four. Like, are you feeling irritable and like snappy? And I was like, I texted Bridget and I was like, I'm so sorry. All those things I said were. were and you all listened to that episode and she was not even ragey at all. Couldn't tell. Rage against the machine, you guys. And the machine is my editing out my rage. <laughs> Yeah, but I also listened to the uncut one, and you weren't that ragey. Splat, uncut. <laughs> Splat, uncut. You have to donate $50,000 to our Kickstarter that doesn't exist yeah. to get the uncut versions of Splat. That's like the reward. Right, right. That's like we can't ever run for office material. I'm just kidding. We cut out really stupid jokes we make. That's pretty much it. And a lot and of when silence. I like drop things and make loud noises. Yeah. I... Love it. So this episode is like, I feel like I'm when... I'm really excited to talk about it. It's when I think that the show kind of z- zoom in. So yes. now we've sort of established Carrie as yes. this, like truly... We're getting specific with... It's less about Carrie doing things to expose these general ideas and it's more about things that are happening to her and how they can then be expanded. Kind of like what we were doing, except opposite. 
Like, right. Or I guess we're taking the things that are happening to them and talking about it, how it pertains to us. And that's kind of what Carrie is doing. Oh, did you notice um, that she does write for the New York Star? Well done. I noted that. And I, I like, didn't know that. I also feel like this episode is the episode that truly, truly is my hybrid. Oh, interesting. Like when Between. I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, these things Miranda's doing, this is why she's my hybrid. And Carrie too, these things that she was doing, I was like. There was a moment, there's a moment where Miranda comes to Carrie about something specifically in this episode and it was the second time she's done that. She did it after the softball game when she was eating mistaken, ice cream. Yeah. When she was mistaken as a lesbian and she went straight to Carrie's and it was just, it was, I was like, I've, I feel like this is the most one-on-one friendship of the two women I know at this point. Except we got a little Samantha today. Yes. They, I, I, and I do love that. I think this episode is like the bachelor episode because we get a little more one-on-ones. Right. right. <laughs> a very well done. Um, this is not a bachelor podcast. <laughs> it's not about the Bachelor, friends, or, or girls. girls. I am. I just don't even know where to start with this episode. I suppose we will start from the beginning, but I just oh, have so many. Oh, I thoughts. think the episode should be called "Secret Sex" parentheses on the floor close parentheses. <laughs> yep, that sure is what happened. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. characters having sex that somehow makes it to the floor. Excellent. Shall we begin? I think we shall begin. Oh, I just got my email about donating to Planned Parenthood. You're welcome, Planned Parenthood. Good for you. I just put them in my tax returns today. Mm. Yes, taxes are there. Did I finished? I did them. It was so satisfying and so easy. Here's a free plug to H&R Block because it took minutes, literally. A blessing. (laughs) A blessing just in time for Passover. Oh, my God. You know what we, we didn't talk about? What? Your birthday. Oh, that's okay. It was it's just happened. Now, it was and just Bridget's birthday on Friday, April seventh. If that was it, the day that Bridget was born. It was that was the day we had such a nice she day. She was the one we did. Brooke really made it an amazing day. Thank you, my birthday guider. Only because I love you. I picked her up. I didn't pick her up. I met her downtown, and we went and got fancy manicures at Brooke got us really fancy paint box na- manicures. Manicures. Ma- manicures. <laughs> Mine is a dark green. I, it's the Easter one. It's supposed to look like a dainty little Easter egg, which like this one especially does. Uh-huh. Except instead of getting like a sweet pastel, I got like a dark green with like a electric green foil. They look really cool. There's foil on them. They're amazing. Mine are um, sparkly and fun and I'm pleased. And it was such a good day. And then I had a little party and it was lovely. And it was so good. And I did wear a dress, but it didn't look anything like the dress of this episode, which is a fascinating concept that they use. A naked dress. Throughout. Shall we dance? We shall dance. Oh. So this episode is called Secret Sex. Sex. Um, Secret Sex is in, is, so many of them have had sex in the title. So, so S- Carrie is having a photo shoot. And she, for her, the bus that we see, that we have come. I was going to say, this is a weird thing because we've seen this ad already. It's happened. We've seen it every, every this episode. This ad is in the opening credits. It's her on the side of the bus that says Sex in the City. Carrie Kate Bradshaw, Bradshaw knows, knows good, good sex. sex. So it's strange because we this already exists, but now we're watching it be created. I bet this is just B-roll of Sarah Jessica Parker's actual photo shoot. It probably like, was. Like, I don't think that like was... Like a dressed up like version Carrie. Of, right. I think that she's just so beautiful. Her wild curls and her... So she's wearing this dress that she calls the naked dress. And she says that the photo shoot, she wasn't very comfortable doing it. You know, she's no model, whatever. But she that, says that a lot. She does, even though she totally is amazingly good at all those And she also, things. like, has a lot of photo shoots throughout... The, um, she really does. Uh, this episode, we jump right into the that thing I was talking thing, about. Yes, that thing Brooke was talking about, about how early in every episode, there's they set up the issue of the episode and each woman has a strong polarizing opinion that establishes their stance. But yes. this episode, instead of the like general sort of like, there's either going to be a once upon a time or like, a, like a, what is it called? Um, like a narrative story within the... The cold open. Cold open. Or whatever. Sure, That's yes. just on SNL, I think. But I know what you're but talking about. But something like that, yes. that's like sort of, they, they sort of have a version of that where like 
There's a little mini scene that's in the world but unrelated and to the plot. And then like five minutes. So like the Hamptons yeah. or right. like there'll be a trigger for it. I guess right. they did. The photo shoot is the trigger the for it. The photo shoot is the trigger. And she says the photo shoot was worth it because she gets to keep this dress, the naked dress. And it's important because she's going to wear the dress on her first date with, with Mr. Mr. Big. Big this night. But they kind of jump in immediately to like the three of them having their, their she, feelings Because about she it. sees the girls all together. Because they all come over before they her date. It's, it's really so cute. cute. And, and there are these giant cookies. cookies. They look like Levain cookies. Almost. No, they don't. Don't do disrespect Levain <sighs> cookies in that way. Levain cookies are a, like a fist. I know. Like that's the, true. The density of a have. fist. You're totally right. It's okay. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very strongly about those cookies. I know you do. And you also haven't been able to eat them in a while. They're all drinking champagne. Vuv. Yeah. Because they're fancy ladies. And they're all just gaping at her in this dress because it is truly a naked dress it's backless pretty much down to the top of her butt the straps are clear remember straps clear, are clear straps yep you cannot wear a bra with it i love all of and her it's outfits tiny and she's tiny yeah they all look amazing so they like really i samantha I, looks like that jumpsuit of yours i was just gonna say she's is she wearing a jumpsuit 20 years before her time i think she absolutely is um although i know jumpsuits were popular also in the 70s of so course. 20 years after her time and before her time <laughs> she's perfect she is. right in her time yeah. <laughs> in the middle of her time but i feel like they're all dressed as their little as like their stereotype like i feel like samantha's but in kind like, of a softer version of it well they're all in like c- creamy pastels except yes. for samantha because she is in an all-black jumpsuit and looks amazing and carrie's in the naked dress and miranda's wearing like like a man. Kind of, except she does have the shoulders, or a, a sweater tied around sweater her shoulder. Tied around like her a preppy shoulders. dude. That, well, that's like a preppy, like preppy women do that also. Sure. And then Charlotte is in her bookish little glasses. And her and her clothes are a little more conservative too. The dress that, that Carrie's wearing is truly outrageous, but she looks amazing. They're talking about whether or not she should have sex with Big tonight. Oh, on right, the first right, right, date. right, right. And Charlotte, of course, is adamant that she shouldn't. And five you, days. Keep him in a holding pattern for five days. You can't have, if you have sex with a man early, yeah, it'll never go anywhere. They're discussing the math of, Samantha's like, of when to fuck. Especially what if the sex isn't good? You want to know that early on. Yeah, I've heard and I'm like a, I, I don't know if I've adhered to this. I've, I certainly have not. But like the third date is when you, is when you have sex with someone. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't go on a real date until like uh, my senior year of college. So my experiences never fell under the like, but you hooked now up with... we date and now, we, and then sex comes at a certain point. It was like an ambiguous hookup culture version of that. So no, I know, but I feel like I've heard just like the rule I've heard, even just through watching things. That makes sense. I guess. Third date. And she even says five, your number is grown. Well, Samantha ends up saying, she's like, you know, if you're not compatible, you may as well find out on the first rather than the 14th. And Miranda's like, as if you've ever waited till the 14th date to have sex. And then they bring up the Victorians. Right. I really liked this. Oh, also, wait, I just wanted to say, when Carrie walks in in the naked dress, Miranda's reaction is, it's tits on toast, baby, but you make it work. (laughs) I wrote it down in all caps. Um, I was so excited. Samantha says, true romance cannot exist without good sex, but good sex can exist yes. without romance, which yes. I think is really interesting. It is interesting. It's like a square and a rectangle, you know? Well, one is one, but one is not the other. Yeah. But the other. All squares are rectangles, but obviously not all rectangles are squares. No rectangle is a square. Also, <laughs> they discuss how she's not going to necessarily have sex tonight. She doesn't think she's going to with Mr. Big, but she says she's going to look like sex. So she thinks the dress is Because she looks like naked. So yeah, if you look she, naked, she you look like sex. <laughs> I guess that is the correlation, right? Good logic, Carrie. It's not infallible, but it's good. But I love this. I just like, what it made me th- like go, huh, just all of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, true romance cannot exist without good sex. You know, like. So, well. I, I just have never had like a romantic partner that also was bad at sex. I've had bad sex. Never gonna know who. I also have. I think that's part of the experience of having sex and learning and going and but sometimes getting better at it. People who I've had good sex with, I've had bad sex with. It's about circumstance. It's about it's about a million things more than just the act that's happening. I suppose. But so that's why it's hard to make moral judgments. I think on a spectrum that includes like. Well, I think it's so interesting because I feel like we're at a we're in a point in our lives. Where we're not necessarily looking for romance as much as we are looking for sex. So I feel huh. like 
I talk to people more about random sex they've had than I have people they like. Oh, interesting. No, but I, I think I, I do think the thing about now, like about being in our twenties and having maybe can the, we unpack like because I don't want to say that per- I don't know that I feel th- I I don't know that I feel quite the same. Great, but so I want to hear yeah. So I want to hear you unpack it because I have a thought about it. Well, yeah, I, I want to hear that, but I just mean like like I feel like when I talk to my friends about like sex, it's like. But I think that's partially because we are. 20 years more advanced in taking, especially as women being in control of our sexuality and being open about that and touching, even just talking about the sex that we do have. Um, so I, I don't know that it's like women 20 years ago didn't want sex in the same way that 20 year old women now no, do. No, but they put more weight on it. It's true, but they're also 30, which I think is really different. So I don't know if it's a, if it's a time difference or an, or, cause I remember when Anna was here and she was talking about how, how the power of this show is that these women are in their thirties, that they're not women who are our age who figured their shit out. Cause that's impossible. And those, that's not the life that they're in. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what the twenty-year-old like, version. That's of, what I'm saying for these women. That's was. what I'm saying. Like if you watch Broad City, those women, those women are like down to have sex whenever. Totally. You know, I totally. I think that's what I, I'm, I I think. I think we're saying the same thing. I think we're saying something similar, but like, like I don't. Yours is a time. I don't think that the desire has changed. I don't think that women now or that people our age now want sex more than they want romance necessarily. I think that that's a product of times changing and it just being talked about more and the the ability being there sure to like be promiscuous and not have potential repercussions of like I mean it, of course that culture is still nuanced I don't know though I I you may feel that people genuinely do want just sex more than like romance of our generation I don't know anyway I think it's cool that my like interpretation was immediately in an age thing and uh-huh. yours was a time thing. Yeah. So I think it is interesting. I think that's one of the first times I've seen that really differently. So I think that like we're doing that's right. I also <laughs> for I also for the fir- the first few years that sex was a part of my experience, it just like generally wasn't great, you know, and then by the time I got to a place where I was actually having a romantic relationship, uh, yeah, 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 I, I, like a ex, I remember I the moment it differently. For I, the first I do, time. I did have an experience where I was hooking up with someone, and then it shifted into something romantic, hmm. and the sex changed. Right, like it definitely, like I didn't know what the cu- the difference was until right. I didn't later. either because yeah, I have really no interest in in it in sex that doesn't involve. But that. I've also had like. Sorry, Dad. Like, random sex. Me too. I've only had that really one time where I was like, I've actually, but I think I sort of knew the person. I mean, I guess. And I knew that the stakes were so low because they literally were at zero because by forever, you know? (laughs) I guess that only happened for me too in the, for me in the context of college. College. Which isn't really random. Yeah. Because you have at least a certain level of safety in the, in like knowing the pool of people who you're. Yeah, well, that's kind of why this this situation was perfect because right. I knew that it was safe right. because you knew it was people a, who it knew was them. this yeah. person, but <laughs> right. If there's one person I'm sure is not listening to this podcast. Yeah, the person we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, that would be truly nuts of all the people. <laughs> oh God, there's so much more of this episode. <laughs> so she's going on a date with Big. She's going on a date with Big. Is she wearing contacts? Are her eyes that blue violet all the time? They're I think it's the lighting too. Okay. But also, she did the fucking the fourth photos. wall break. Oh, she did. I didn't even think about it. She you just stopped in the hall outside her apartment. And the like campy eyebrow. Yeah. Talks into the camera. Big Caesar and is like interesting, interesting dress. dress. And then in the car says, "I assure you, I can restrain myself." And then they immediately start making out. And they just like the sexual tension is palpable. They're both like. Oh, it's so good. They're staring at each other. Oh, as they were getting into the car, though, when he said the dress was interesting, this was weird. My first impulse was, ugh, I don't know if I like him. I think I'm not, I'm, I am not sure about him. Oh, baby girl, you have so long to go. I know, but I just don't, ugh. Why are they on the floor? The bed is right there. They're literally. so passionate that they couldn't even stay on the They fell to the ground. To the ground. I just think if I have the, they've moved the sheets. Like, are they on an air mattress? Like, why? They're on it's towels? It's also an uncomfortable, it's like a weird angle to shoot at. It's all. 
so she goes on this whole like thing about how she doesn't want to be the one to talk first. And then immediately opens her mouth and talks first. Well, she's like, I will not be the first one to speak. And if he never calls me again, I'll always think of him fondly as an asshole. And then she speaks. What does she say? She says, um, that was great. I mean, I don't know about you or something. She oh, yeah. The post-sex like ramble. Mm. She's like, was that good for you? It was good for me. Me, my man. Right. And then she's like, and I, and I wasn't going to be the first person to break the silence. And then there's a beat. And then she opens her <laughs> mouth and starts talking in real life. And he like, he's like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty fucking great. And he's kind of half indulging her, kind of not. And I'm worried as she's talking, he like looks uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, no, Carrie. Oh, yeah. no, no. But just because his arm is. Yeah, because his arm was stuck under her, which. Which well, is what I was saying about cuddling, spooning. spooning. That's why I was saying if you do it a little bit on your fronts or on your sides more tilted, you can avoid that issue. Ugh. Yeah. So they're chatting on the floor and, and they get up. He asks if she wants Chinese and food. And she's like, ugh, my two guilty pleasures, greasy Chinese food and sex. <laughs> Pretty good guilty pleasures, honestly. Oh, God. What I wouldn't give her a pile of noodles. Uh, yeah, soon enough, my dear. They walk into this restaurant, and she sees across the room... Mike Singer. Mike Singer. Uh, uh, and he's a cutie. He's the new skipper. He's a real... Oh. The skippers sort of rotate through. So a skipper is like a straight boy who Carrie's not going to fuck. Yeah. That's, so, what I've, that's what I've decided. Yeah. But he's sitting at the table with this girl, and he... Carrie has a cute little conversation with him. He tells her how... He's clearly, like, taken aback by the dress. He's in love with Carrie. I mean, clearly. Look at how he's staring I at know. her. He's, like, panting like a puppy. And he also, in the dress, too. Well, she, it's, she, when she walks over to him, she's like, he's one of those guys who I'm never going to have sex with. But and she, it's immediately clear he wants to rip the dress off of her. And he doesn't introduce her to the girl he's sitting with, which is awkward. She's a little, like, not as cute. But C- Carrie is just more concerned why... He wouldn't introduce her then pondering any of it. She's just hurt. And now Miranda's boxing. Which I love. It's like fads come back around. How many people do we know who are like boxing? For it? I was talking to somebody else about how I want to take a boxing class. Oh, I love boxing. I love boxing classes. But the, also this, this woman. Oh <laughs> I paused it and this woman is wearing like a full like collared shirt. With It's like a zip up collared crop top. A like harem vest. Pants. It's something. Man, what a time this was. But I love that they, like, show the women working out. Me too. Except I I never have any concept of what time of the day it is. No, because nothing matters and they take four-hour lunches. So (laughs) (laughs) who knows? But I do love this. And Miranda's totally in it. And then she... This whole interaction with this guy that she... So then she kicks a guy in the face. Ted. Ted Baker, the designer. I love him. But I was like, this is the part of me that's Miranda. It's like I kicked someone in the face. And then you guys become... Yeah. She's so cute. She's so I think... So I saw Cynthia Nixon in The Little Foxes this past week. And now I think... I thought this was... Actually, I said this the first episode. That this is the round that I like love Miranda. Mm Mm-hmm. She's well, just she's, so good. She's really good. And she she punches him in the face and he's really cute. He's so cute. <laughs> I said, Ted is- Baker, hi, hey, hello. That's what I wrote. Really? I just think he's a cutie. I just like that their their chemistry more. It's more that I like their like zippiness. And yeah. he makes her so goofy but and did, was Ted Baker the designer like out on the scene? Like how could that be his name? I gotta be honest i have no idea who ted baker is i know exactly the rock that they're on top of really yeah where it's on riverside uh riverside park it's wow i'm pretty i'm almost positive i believe you so carrie and miranda are now together like i think that their friendship is my favorite it's really sweet that's what i was saying a little bit earlier just that i had the moment in this episode where i realized i knew most about this friendship here i love that they go to each other about things oh i was i wanted to say one more thing about about ted baker is that like when miranda's talking to him oh they agree to go on a date yeah but carrie interjects like via voiceover and like does his like Mm. stats Mm. Like he's a baseball card. Right. Like this is his job. This is his right. pay. This is what he does. Which I just think is something I love when they like sort they of. They really do break them down like that. Yeah. I love it. Categorize your men. Yeah. So then we jump to Carrie. So they're going to go on a date, which they're, is cute. And then we jump to Carrie with Mike Singer. Like snuggly matching. In like a fabric 
very 500 days of summer they're yeah. they're in a bed bath and beyond a bed bath and beyond that i thought was like a fabric store so that's really she literally says this bed, is bath, a, and beyond. a podcast about me not knowing things about normal culture like restaurants or bed bath and beyond what's a restaurant remember last time when i was like so are they trying to get into the vip room and you guys were like nope they're just trying to get a table You've been to a restaurant. I Yes, I have. And clearly, that's what I'm saying. I've also been to a Bed Bath & Beyond and had no idea what this was. I only know because she, she says it. Mm. Bridget didn't take notes. Bridget didn't take notes. I'm just kidding. Bridget doesn't watch the episodes. It's part of the game. I love public shaming. It's just kidding. This is, a, this is not that. I know Bridget watches I've them. I've never seen any of the episodes. I've been bullshitting this whole time. Imagine. I've watched I've watched them with you. Supportive statements only. I'm very happy that you wrote, are here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good sentence. Um so she's she's like, Tell me about this girl. Is it serious? And he's like, I don't see myself ending up with her. He basically says he's not sure that she's she likes you know xyz about her a lot but he's not sure in the bigger sense that she's the right woman for him and carrie says she can't decide if he's being shallow or honest she he's like i don't date her openly she's smart she's incredibly sweet and the sex is great but she's not the one i see myself with and then we like learn about their backstory this is mike singer and the like dowdy girl he went on a date with or was wouldn't introduce carrie to and then they like seduce each other over cheese which i was like charming damn i want to date a cheese salesman uh, we know a cheesemonger or what? someone who works at, yeah, did. I think he now works elsewhere. Oh. Also, yeah. my host dad in Ireland's um, twin sister worked in a cheese factory and it was an amazing Look, experience. I love cheese. If you can give me cheese. Me too. You're my currency. You're mine. I'm yours. So they bond over cheese and then they have this amazing connection. And then they fuck and she and has then, great boobs. And he says it's the best sex he's ever had. And then he says to Carrie that he just but he's doesn't like, feel. It's, it's not only that. It's like one of the only women he felt he could just be with. Right. But despite that, he didn't think he could actually be with her because. She's not pretty enough. She's just not. Yeah. Some, he doesn't want to show her to people. Which opens up the question of secret sex. And Carrie asks, and I wondered, how many of us out there are having great sex with people we're ashamed of? Yeah. And then we get our Samantha one-on-one. It is an interesting question to ponder. Yes. And it's going to come back later in the episode, especially for Carrie. Like, secret boyfriends. And this idea of whether he's being shallow or honest. Because it's like, I mean, he is being shallow, but he's also being honest. Yeah, I don't think. He knows he's not going to. I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. That's so strange, the idea of, like, dating at your level. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what my level is. No, me either. Uh, yeah, I think that's like a thing that's set up by culture and by media like this that we all have taken yeah. in as something, as like an appropriate thing to do for some reason. I just like, it's hard. People are visual and people are shallow and people Well, you're are... just like attracted to people. Like, yeah. Attraction in... is also about so much more than what someone looks like. And friend, we were talking about it yesterday in, friend, in terms of friendship and how there mm-hmm. are just some people who you're like, who like light shot, a little. shot with electricity and right. like the idea, this is like a sort of off track, but like it's the idea similar. of like what a soulmate is and is it not necessarily one person, but like just like a soul friend, like our friend, good friends in Australia say mate. We are followed on Instagram by Australians forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like a soul friend as opposed yeah. to like the one and Someone only Someone who mate. your soul recognizes or connects to. That's that's just like you – that lights something up in you that you recognize in them. That's not this. No, it's I, not. But it's too bad also because he he's saying – He sounds he, like that – She lights me up in all these ways, but, you know, I just can't. It's not enough. Or – this other thing is more important on the scale or this episode really resonated with yeah, me this was a big one i i felt that it, like i had personally experienced some of the the things in this yeah well because i think so. there's like two sides to that secretness because i think there's like either the like shame mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. but also like the ex- when no right. one else knows it's exciting it's and so like fun. it's secret in a fun way yes but when I was doing the fun part of the secret, I there was also a bit of shame. Right. Because. I think the line could be blurry, honestly. It, for me, of it, what the fun for is me it definitely the, was because yeah. I was like, I'm not. 
proud of what's happening. Right. But I really enjoy it and I'm like, I know I shouldn't be, but right. I am. And but it was also fun because I had because I had this secret. Yeah. And it was like so fun because we had the secret and so it would be like Right. Oh, it's totally fun. Uh, you're you're kind of on a, a mission almost. A mission. Well, shame is weird because it's kind of the intersection of societal expectations with your personal like desires and how you actually live. And so you kind of get this weird dissonance that's the shame of it, which is like, I, this is this is what I want. But somehow I know that to somebody else it's not okay. Yeah. I guess I'm very, yeah. I don't know. It's true. It's it, There are multi-layers to it. Well, no, yeah, I know, but it's like what the secret sex means here. It's, secret sex, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so then Samantha now is having her one-on-one with Carrie, and Samantha's like, "Oh yeah, remember? I never told you about this guy I had sex with." And Carrie's like, "Yes, you did." And she's like, "You know this guy I had mm-hmm. sex with?" And Carrie's like, "You told me about that too." <laughs> Samantha's like, "I guess I am public about this." Is my Kevin Cattrall impression? <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's really good. I love her lounging in a doorway right now with a glass of wine. She's just the best. She's so beautiful. And so she's like, well, did Charlotte ever tell you about about the rabbi? And Carrie's like, no. this is really good. And so, again, what time of day is it? We don't. Because they go to Charlotte's work. And I I presumed that it was like, nope, I assumed that it was (laughs) nighttime because of the wine and the friendship. But then maybe it's the next day, you no, know, I think, and then they're like, okay, well, let's see if they're wearing the same clothes. Well, I also was, I just, just as we're about to do this, I was just going to say, I love Charlotte's art connection. And I love that so far the two moments that I've seen her have a lot of agency in terms of like a sexual relationship is tied into art because last episode it was with the painter who she let paint her. And then this episode um, painter, she, painter. She, we're about to learn about this rabbi who turns out was no, he's not, not a rabbi, a rabbi. <laughs> I just love it that it's an art connection yeah, yeah, yeah. for Charlotte yeah because I, I just like that depth tracking of these outfits Carrie's okay, in pajamas another reason why I think I think it is night so maybe it's the next morning let's see who knows dun, dun, dun. that wine looks pretty delicious Don't I've got to say even go there you guys I haven't drank in 22 days She's doing really good work. What are these pants? Look at those pants. <laughs> There's like weird fluffy pockets in it. Yeah. Sometimes the clothes they wear don't look particularly practical or comfortable, <laughs> but sometimes they look very comfortable. Oh, they're oh, they're looking. We forgot the whole thing. Oh, because Big hasn't called. Right. So. And she's freaking out and they look at the. Carrie has done this shoot that we talked about in the beginning for her bus. They have like a mock-up of the image. Right. They just want to look at it. Okay. Maybe it is daytime. It is daytime. Are they at Samantha's office? Samantha just having a glass of wine in the middle of the day. I wouldn't put it past her. If I was Samantha, I think I would probably have a glass of wine in the middle of the day. It's true. The light does look. Well, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking maybe and they're in her office because like she's like, look, I just got this print. Right. I'm going to come over to your office and show you. Look at all the CDs, too. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And she looks amazing. I mean, it's the ad you guys all know. And, and she's like, seen. I look naked. It's the naked dress. Okay. With the rabbi. So yeah, we're going to hear about clothes. Charlotte. Yeah, you're totally right. And now it's, it's evening-ish, like evening-ish. So that was during the day. Glad we've established this. Maybe it was like five and Charlotte gets off work at seven. Sure. Maybe it was like three. <laughs> this gets... universe makes no sense. So we flash back to Charlotte like going to meet this Hasidic painter. And she tells him how his paintings are so alive and cool. And he's like this hip Hasidic painter dude. And I just... I don't know why this made me happy. I like the every time I see Charlotte kind of sees control. Oh, he's a folk artist. Because she goes to go see him just because she loves what he does. Happy Passover. <laughs> happy Passover. Charlotte really didn't let her pass over. He like throws his cigarette to the ground. He has all this swagger. She's like, Charlotte quickly became intoxicated by his talent, his strangeness, and the smell of his wool. Wool. But his wool, wool has never made me do anything his but payoffs. Pitch. Club payoffs. (laughs) Payus is how you say it. Mm. And then they have sex. There's a couch, a perfectly good couch, and yet here we are on the floor again. Having floor sex. This has sitting to his payoffs. He's running his hand through his payoffs. Payoffs Make sure that he is playing with that. If that's the word. It Um, is. I know what you're thinking of. Payoffs. You do know? You're right. Okay, good. Yeah, because I get them sometimes, just the little curls in front of my ears. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Find cultivate them. Yeah, it's quite. You're something. a good little Jew, Bridget McNamara. Yo, yeah, you know, Bracha McNamara. Um, Bracha. Uh, but but Charlotte. When I used to do the the Hillel phonathon in Northwestern, oh, I would say uh, my name was Rachel. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's <laughs> they un- told me to. They told you to. They, yeah, everyone was like, "Why not?" Parents answering the phone are going to be like Bridget. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I'm going to name my daughter Bridget just to fuck with people. Although, who knows if I'm married to you. Sorry, Mom. That's sweet of you to name them after your kid's dad. Anyway. Are you going to be the father of yeah. my children? Is that not clear? <laughs> I, like, high-fived you, but I... I know. You were kind of begrudging about it. I wasn't... I was just still... The wheels were still turning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. But Charlotte, back to, back to Juice. Yes. Carrie's like, why did you never tell us? She's like, I was ashamed. Right. It's a shame thing. Because she was like the what does Carrie say, the like daughter of like Episcopalian and like Yeah, something in I forget bed exactly, with, like, but it's great. And Carrie's pontificating because big calls. Right. And I just like think it's so damn strange that she doesn't know his name. Mr. Big. That's not his name. Right. But she doesn't call him. Not until the very last episode. That's really weird. Very strange. If you find out his name, I will kill you. Okay. That seems like something I don't have total control over, but I'll accept those terms. No, you can't go snooping for Big's name. I'm not name. going to. I wouldn't. I don't like ruining stuff for myself. Um, But when she's on the phone with him, she tells him about, does she talk to him about the bus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, he's like, what line? Downtown or up across town? I just think it's so funny that she knows it's going to be on one bus. The M2. Yeah. And he's like, that's a good bus. And I was like, as if you've ever taken a bus, Mr. Big. I told you this in the first episode. My sister took a bus with Chris Noth. Okay. Well, Chris Noth. I know. But still, that's like taking a bus with Mr. Big. And then they go on a second date. And that's like cute. And they're kind of casually dressed. I think... Carrie's about like, as sporty as she probably gets. Trouser pants but and with sneakers. With sneakers. And like a, a a sports team looking scarf. I know it's not what it is, but you know, it's like what's printed on that, the, the, the words. But they're walking down the street and he has his arm around her they and they're cute. Very coupley. Yeah. And, and they, they run, run into, into someone big nose. And he doesn't introduce Carrie. Carrie. And to, she, to the girl or the or to the guy or to the woman that he's with. And Carrie has just witnessed this behavior and recognizes it and her eyebrow raises and she starts to overthink it. Right. And she also this isn't the first time she hasn't been introduced. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Be- but now right. she's on the other side right. of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And she is So when she wasn't introduced like it was because she woman. had power. But and so they go back to the same restaurant and the Carrie Chinese place. Carrie's like, "Fuck, everyone here looks like they're on a date where one person is like yeah. And why has he taken me back to the same place twice? We've gone on two dates. Why couldn't we have gone to a different place? She's she's like certain suddenly that he wants to keep her hidden for some reason. Like Mike Singer did. With his girl. Like she's the invisible woman. This is the term she throws out. So he's like, she's like, I had to go talk to my editor and I, he calls, she calls Mike Singer and is like, why do you take her to that restaurant? He's like, because no one will see me. And she's like, Fuck. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's definitely a place where guys take women they don't want to be seen. Mike Singer is it's a 30 year old man concept. and he's eating ramen and he has frosted flakes and, and um, he just threw a slice of pizza in the uh, microwave. Yeah, he kind of lives like he lives like grown up Yoinka Sam, where it's like not filthy, but he's still living kind of to the same standard of that. Oh my God, I love that. Mer- so Miranda has, has slept with uh, Ted Baker, not the designer. He's going and he's like, just hang out. Because he's leaving for a 6 a.m. flight. And he, she's like, I can go home. And he's like, it's 6 a.m. Stay here. Also, I want to see you tonight. Which is so fast. Back. So fast. But they're both really giddy and cute. They're like, the, the spark is so genuine. I love it. And the second he leaves. She starts snooping. Which I really don't get. I mean, I would, of course, look Again, around. I'm like, but this she's is Miranda. I'm, she's like looking at everything she possibly can. Of course, you're going to find something. Also, the fact that this is scandalous to me is so funny. Porn. I don't know why. But not she just porn, porn, though. It's spanking porn. <laughs> and that's, I think, what or it's called spank yeah, therapy. Yeah, it jars. It jars Miranda. But And it's a man getting spanked, too, which is interesting because I think there's more. That's kind of a, sh- a shame association Did you notice also. it was called spanked therapy? Yes. I think that's interesting. And then Carrie comes over. See, they're, they're each other's first call. Yeah. That's what's so interesting to me. I love how much Carrie has watched um, 
porn and so far in these six totally. episodes. She's also just sitting there like chewing gum, watching it kind of like analytically like a such a bro. So now they're all waiting for Carrie's bus. Oh, I love their friendship and I just love that. It makes what me is, really happy. What does Carrie say about it? They're all there in party hats. Wait, and wait, wait. Back to the porn. What does Carrie say about it? Oh, about the porn specific. She says, how can you judge him till you spank him? I'm only kidding. Maybe it's just his fantasy life. Uh, Carrie isn't particularly like freaked out by it and uh, she's not and I think that's funny that there's no like hey you went snooping in his apartment well yeah <laughs> she's just like tacitly and then she comes and then they both watch it and did then she go to his apartment I think I actually thought originally that that Miranda had taken it to her but it would be crazy for her to have left and come back to his apartment while he was gone and then she <laughs> it just yeah I think Carrie came over also like a VHS porn I know. That's what you had to do. Didn't people like hide magazines, magazines like Victoria's Secret catalogs and Sports Illustrated? Sports Il- mm. God. It was a rough time before you had the internet. Men. And probably a safer time for our children. <laughs> Honestly. Our children. Our children. They're masturbating right now. <laughs> probably. Right inside my ovaries. <laughs> Yep. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, so they're standing on Fifth Avenue in par- party hats with another bottle of champagne. Vuv. I know. It's Vuv is not cheap. No, it is certainly not. I feel like Samantha's like, if we're going to drink champagne, <laughs> we're going to drink nice champagne. She loves to day drink. She sure does. And Mike Singer is coming. He is. Well, Mr. Big isn't coming. He said he had a work thing, which everyone's a little sad about. And the first bus comes. And it comes, and it's not her ad. It's Bed Bath & Beyond. The place that they were. Yeah. Some. This episode is brought to you by Bed, Bed Bath, Bath & Beyond. Beyond. Mike comes, and he's worried he missed it, and he didn't. And then he tells Carrie, I love this. I love this. He tells Carrie that the girl dumped him because she found someone who, quote, didn't have his issues, a.k.a. wasn't ashamed being, of her. Yeah. A huge dick to her. So he's playing backfired. He's very cute. He's ice. Yeah. He looks like your type. He's cute. He Well, kind of. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's cute. I don't ever think of myself as having a type, but he fits like the one distinguishable type I potentially have, I guess. Men who look like they're wearing eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Sure. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Not at all what I was thinking, but I'll take it. Um, so this I cannot fathom. This is the way this plays out is so weird me and too. upsetting to me. Me too. So so Charlotte. And I love fuck. Miranda, but I don't understand why she, she thinks it's thinks appropriate. So Miranda's okay. on another her evening day with Ted Baker. He's come back, and they've left this restaurant. She's like gushing about how it's one of the best meals she's ever had, and they have this really cute flirty banter. And he says something about like having sex. Not even, and she says she makes it a joke. But do you she, want to go back to my place? And he's, she's like, well, I know all you really want us to be spanked. Something pretty explicit like that, and she like smacks his butt, and he has a really negative reaction. But to I it. would too, because it's like it's she drops it out of nowhere, and the implication isn't just it's that she found it. She went looking. She found it. She watched it. She's saying it out loud to him, and also I feel like inherently because it's. You know, if we're going to talk about, like, tropes and gender stereotypes, which were only even stronger 20 years ago, f- for, like, a man to find out that someone found out he's into the idea of being spanked is different than it would be for a woman, potentially. Uh-huh. And that well, there's extra shame associated for him. Then it's spanked. like he was never goes to the gym again. He never takes her calls. He never sees her again. That's what I'm saying. It's a shame thing. And that she doesn't see that coming. Well, also, I was like, I can't believe he changed his entire routine. Yeah, it's a little much. It's a little much. But that's why it's so but baffling to But he doesn't even say me. anything to her. He just, he just, she says he didn't take her home that night. And, but it's not surprising to me because it's like, why didn't Miranda anticipate that he would not take that well? Like, what part, what did she think his reaction would be? Oh, glad you found that in my sock drawer. Will you try that on me tonight? It's like you wouldn't bring that up with anyone you'd known for 24 hours, even if... Yeah, she's only known him for so long. For not long. You've had sex once. (laughs) He trusted you to be in his space and his... I don't know. I really... It made me sad. And and yeah, I think it was maybe an overreaction on his part. Like sad he couldn't, you know, go back to that gym. But Well, I think the point also is that like they had sex on the first date. Right. And now... 
But he was so clearly interested in more in Miranda's no, weird no boundaries. Um, after that. You know what's interesting about this what? episode is that, fun fact from friend of the podcast, Anna Nogueira. Yeah. Um, every one of them end up with someone who they slept with on the first date. Whoa. Interesting. But you don't know who I'm talking about. Nope, but I know one of them. Do you? Uh, yeah. I've seen her first half of the Sex and the City movie, so I'm pretty sure, Uh-oh. yeah. So, but also, I think I would have known that regardless. Mm-hmm. So Carrie, like, drunkenly storms to big... Oh, because he's like, if you want to see me after, I'll be at home. And she's like, I did come be drunk and yell at you. Yeah. And she comes into his house and she's basically like, you're you're hiding me. You're keeping me away. You haven't introduced me to your friends. You took me to that restaurant twice. You didn't come to my event today. And she starts making herself a martini. Which I think is like a little bit intense. It's a lot. I said for it. Like, I think she's overreacting. For like, but that's what Carrie does. Like they've only, they've only it, been it on is. two dates and she's like already like prescribing them in this like serious relationship. Yes. She pours herself straight vodka and just starts like. You have me in a, in a niche. Certain events, certain restaurants, certain people. Like, like I'm only a particular fragment of the kind of person you think that you should be dating. Would just never confront someone like this. Oh, drunk bro. But, but more power to her. Would. You don't think drunk you would do this? A if, version of this? I wouldn't go out of my way to go to the apartment. If I was in a place where this was happening and I happened to be drunk, I would protect, I would speak my mind. But this is wild. She's like One time go, in she's college, sloshing God. I was hooking, I hooked up with someone once. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't remember what I said. I was a freshman and I was like, you do this and you said this and I don't know why you don't want to hook up with me. And I left. Wow. Beautiful. And then I want to say I did hook up with him that night. It uh-huh. like worked. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> And Big makes a really good point <laughs> of, like, I only know one side of you. I, I don't know you very well at he all. He rebuts every point she makes. And so, he's like, like... I'm starting to know you a little bit more. He's like, I took you there because it's my favorite Chinese restaurant. I was at a Knicks game, which, like, I had... Someone got court, me tickets, too. Court yeah. seat Knicks tickets, like... Today, so I couldn't see your bus. And then the other one was... Um, and it, uh, oh, I didn't s- introduce you to that guy because I because I forgot his name I and didn't I didn't want to look name. like a jackass. Which I do think that like, you know, there's probably some truth to all of those, and there's maybe some truth to what Carrie's saying too. But also, it's only been two dates. I understand the and idea of like you're with someone who you're on your second date with them, and like it's hard to know you you like, run this into is like someone I've been dating twice. Yeah, it's like this is my friend. Right. This is my potential love interest. This is my yeah. Like yeah. this is I would feel like if currently experimenting with yeah this is carrie we have fucked (laughs) once (laughs) on a floor not on the perfectly good bed next to us um but also we missed a thing what did we miss when the bus comes oh it has a dick on it someone's drawn a dick on it like going into carrie's mouth and she's she's so so sad sad. i mean i would be too and then one bus and it started then that's kind of the tipping point of that's why she gets drunk and and goes to confront big and her friends are so sad and but it's just it's really it's one you know it's just the one dick doodled but it's sad do you really think she's only on one bus I don't think so. I think it's a line, but it made me laugh every time because every time they talked about it in the episode, it was a bus. <laughs> it was referred to as the, the bus like that the she bus. was on. The wheels on the bus yeah. go round and round. Um, and they did have to wait for the one specific one to stop What there. I think is really interesting about this episode. And so, so then she's like, oh, you do want to get to know me? And he's like, you know I do. And, and then they... He says that basically by picking grabbing her, up. her and yanking her into... And then they go to bed and have the sexy saxophone, and then the episode is over. So what I love about this, and yes. what I back to my o- original comment about this episode, is yes. that now it's our beginning of our continuing storylines. I see, because now there's we're no into button a big to this episode. There's, there's nothing. Right, the, the, right. the issue of the episode like hasn't been like resolved. Um, it like has and it hasn't. Right. But we're like, okay, this they're going to have sleep together. Like this is going this to is continue. Not done yet, and we're now in this phase I of the like relationship, especially yeah. for Carrie, mm-hmm. for all of them, like other than Miranda. And I mean, Skipper. we didn't dig into anyone else certainly in this episode. No, we're about to like. I think we're getting a lot of Carrie for a minute. Yeah, which um, makes sense though. Something else I noticed that I wanted to say, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if this is. Feel free to contradict me, but it was really 
it was interesting to me. I noticed that we see absolutely none of them actually having sex. Because Sarah Jessica Parker is the only one that. Right. And and I remember you said something sort of like that. But I was like, we, we don't even see the beginning. You know, they make out for a minute. We but do we eventually. But I think that those two actors like okay. negoti- probably negotiated probably. that into their yeah. contracts. Because it was going to happen so frequently that they just were. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. So that's that episode. Interesting. I love it. Is, was there anything big else you want you other thing <laughs> that you wanted to talk about? Um, she talked about um, at the end too. She says that when he he's reassuring her, she should feel totally good, and what she feels instead is a hard knot of fear, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing. And I wondered if it's fear because it's real and because the stakes are real, or because she's not certain he's telling the truth or what it is. But it's an interesting fear is such a specific. Like, I wanted to know what that was about. What, did you have a moment in this that you were like, oh, yes, my experience? A couple times. Yeah. This this whole episode just it felt fe- very it, yeah. on the nose for me. Yeah, that's maybe like, a helpful question. Carrie's, like, in her headedness. This was, like, what I was saying. Like, this Carrie episode. far. Like, I feel like my, I would, I overthink things in the way that Carrie does. And I, like, mm-hmm. create all these plots and then, like. We'll have to like have a conversation and be reassured. Right. Um. I I, I definitely do that to an extent at times. Yeah. Too. I mean, I don't, especially if I'm drunk. But, like I yeah. I definitely did that where I like I was hooking up with someone and I like was very unclear about what was going on and like every time I would be drunk I would be like you listen here bucko <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember any of the conversations and then I would have Oof. to like do damage control the next day woof, woof. and also like Snoopy baby over here. Yeah. <laughs> Snoopy baby. That's why I was like, oh my God, I'm such a Miranda Carey. Yeah. Do you find as you're watching? I was just thinking. I know we're only on six and like there's still so much of, we haven't really, like you said, dug into them, but are there any that have you feel? I think Agnes (laughs) said this last week, um, but I think it maybe feels true for for me. Um, I think I, there's a a part of me that lines up very well with um, Miranda Samantha, Mm -hmm. which as you said, two sides of the same coin. I think when I first started this, I said Samantha Carey. You know what's amazing? I was on BuzzFeed today, and there was an article about Sex in the City about like which oh, this, I took a I which this are you, and like Whoa. it's still so relevant. Like there, there was like four. I googled Sex in the City just to see what was going on. Yeah. Um, and I found like three articles that were published in the past week. Last night I was reading like a BuzzFeed listicle thing uh, of some kind and it said number 10 was you've equated being sexually dominant and or promiscuous to having sex like a man and then it had a photo of oh it was talking about recognizing internalized misogyny Mm, and then it has a photo of Samantha saying I've never been friends with men women are for friendships men are for fucking but I was like hey Sex like having sex like a man is a concept that's explicitly linked to Sex in the City because they talked about it in their this show first is so, episode. Yeah. So influential. I'm so excited that we're like in these fun episodes now. Yeah, it's really I I I feel much more invested than I was initially because I feel like stuff's actually happening. You have no idea. I know. It's I'm excited. The arcs are so good. I'm very excited. I wonder if Skipper ever comes back. I literally forgot about him. Wow. That might have been it. At last episode, he tells them he's obsessed, or he tells her he's obsessed with with. And Miranda it's funny because he doesn't even get any like closure with nope. Miranda. Nope. I don't think they even interact in that. Episode. Somewhere Skipper is still pining after Miranda. No. <laughs> okay, should we um, hop into this email? So our friend, a dear friend Laura, wrote to us with an email uh, from a club experience, sort of a kind. This is what the email said. I feel like I had a Sex in the City moment last night. Marie and I were finishing our Saturday night dancing, as per usual, at the world's lamest but always danciest tourist Times Square bar, The Mean Fiddler. They got there at 2 a.m., which you guys, I was asleep. Desperation o'clock, where people start realizing they have to find someone to hook up with soon. So Marie and I are warding off all male interactions, people literally grabbing my waist, pulling my hand, some tickled guy tickled me on my neck. You guys, Mm -hmm. being a girl in the city... Sometimes just is the worst. Yep. When we notice a guy at the bar not talking to anyone wearing a Northwestern law shirt, we give him the go cats hand gesture, which Classic, is just like everyone. A if claw. you've never seen it, you just hold your hand up. They give him the go cats gesture. He looks at us, looks away. We indicate his shirt, try to get him to realize we're talking about and you. He gives us a terse head shake and refuses to look at us again. So yes, 
Marie and I were receiving a taste of our own snubbing medicine, but also what the fuck happened here? Did this man really, I'm going to do it like Carrie. Yeah. Did this man really not want to talk to us? Did he not remember what he was wearing? Had he borrowed the sweatshirt from a friend so he didn't go to NU? Did he feel just as violated as Maria and I sometimes feel violated <laughs> when people try to talk to us? Were we becoming the very men we try so hard to avoid? <laughs> Carrie. Incredible. You guys, I love that we're becoming dear Carrie. Yes. And thank you for sending thank us you, this Thank you, Laura. Email. I have some thoughts here. Tell us. It's a hard one. I will say that my first instinct was also, you know how people often wear like Harvard shirts who don't go to Harvard or never have or like. Maybe he like looked at Harvard Law School like he toured it. Or you mean Northwestern? What did I say? Harvard? Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe he just like, maybe he got the t-shirt at like a Goodwill, you know, because he just needed a (laughs) t-shirt. And he just was like, what are these girls making claws at me maybe he but was just I don't so know. There's something drunk strange about it yeah i feel like if it were an undergrad i would buy that more but law. because like when you visit it but he looks like just a, get a generic yeah just get a, a law <laughs> right maybe uh, yeah maybe a, but a they also brother, like cousin. indicated the shirt and were like right and and he what is it what did he look he looked away terse head shake terse head shake maybe uh, oh better idea he's a spy it's part of the cover story but he couldn't acknowledge you guys you know he couldn't make it why is everyone a spy to you because why i mean why not i feel like i've they exist oh and so do i know or do i know exactly they are all around us you never know and like listen could be who knows anyway i think that this is it's interesting. It's like sort of a, I guess we're just so used to being the ones that are objectified. I feel like they weren't I even, it wasn't, I mean, they were catcalling. <laughs> that's true. A catcalling. Do I think he felt objectified in the way that women do? No. no. I think he was just drunk and confused. If you want my honest opinion. He maybe thought you were trying to get something out of him or ask him something. Because like, if it's dark, maybe it. he didn't have his contacts in. Listen. I'm really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe his I would definitely have felt partner like, had recently broken up with him and he was just there to get trashed. Oh, no yeah. cats interaction. Maybe he failed Did the he, bar I love exam the idea that he doesn't remember what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and also couldn't look down and see it. I have no helpful advice for this, but I would like to say to you is just my express my sheer awe and admiration that you were out dancing at two AM in Times Square. That you got bar. there at two AM. Hell yeah. Oh, the mean fiddler. I still have never been. Uh, Sounds like a field trip's in order. Oh, Laura, Maria, do you want to take the ladies to Splat? We're officially asking you out on a lady date. If you donate $100,000 to our (laughs) Kickstarter. Oh, we've gone up from 50 to 100. It's a different experience. The course of an hour. This has been an hour that has been worth $50,000. 50 is just for the uncut, this whole uncut. You get to hear some funny, funny giggles. Funny giggles. That's it. Every we cut out fifteen minutes and every minute. But for another fifty thousand dollars, we'll go dancing. True. <laughs> no, we'll do that um, for free. Thank you so much for writing to us, Brooke. Um, how's War and Peace? <laughs> you dirty bitch. I just wanted to ask about something in your life. I love to talk about War and Peace. I love a little bit less reading. <laughs> Um, oh, Brooke is watching something right now that I'm obsessed with. And if anybody listening to this has watched it, please tweet me and talk to me about it because I'm obsessed and it's my favorite thing to talk about. It's Big Little Lies, the most popular thing right now. It's If you haven't watched it, it's truly worth the hype, especially if you are um, a female-identifying person who wants to feel really fucking in, in, invested in female-identifying people doing intense things. Um I'm obsessed with it, and I want to talk to everybody about it. I want to talk about how exquisite Nicole Kidman is. I want to talk about the ending. I want you know to talk something about, about Nicole Kidman. How Bonnie deserved more. I want to know. Yeah, talk to me about Nicole Kidman. She's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> we love Australians. This podcast. Reese Witherspoon could kill me, and I would be happy. Oh, what are you? Are you watching, reading anything? Uh, obsessed with Big Little Eyes. Watched it last week. Felt really good about it. Um, have been catching up on this season of Bob's Burgers. It's incredible as always. I wonder what I'm going to They want. dropped a Sex in the City 3 reference today on Bob's Burgers. Felt good about that. You guys, can't you all wait? We're going to have a big splat out- outing. All of our fans. We're going to talk <laughs> to you about... Actually, if anyone lives in New York and wants to go see Sex in the City 3 with us, 
Let's do it. We can all be on the podcast. <laughs> wow, we will. Wow, we will. How can we find you on social media? At Mrs. Bird Macklin on Twitter. I Sorry, you threw, that, you threw me off. <laughs> Balcony. <laughs> um, I, I killed her. <sighs> you splatted me. It's almost like you told me a spoiler or something. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I am Mrs. Burbank on Twitter for time. Everybody, I just got thrown under the bus that, that Carrie Bradshaw's dick too. face is on. <laughs> Oh. Mrs. Burt Macklin on Twitter for the 18th time and Bridget M37 on Instagram. Brooke, how can I find you on social media? Oh. As if I haven't talked to you in everything I've ever posted. You can find me through all of Bridget's information <laughs> or at Brooke underscore Wiseman on Twitter and just Brooke Wiseman, no underscore on Instagram. And just in case you're curious, you spell my name with an E at the end and my last name is W-E-I-S-M-A-N. I'm Oh, I thought you meant Weissman. And like, oh, yes, Weissman. Weissman. I've been so no. wrong. Guys, Hoxame, everybody. Hoxame. Oh, also to, all together, be late. collectively, we, we are, are Splat, Splat podcast. podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Bloopity bloop. Punched, I think I punched, punched myself in the face yeah. once a week. Guys, we love you. Thank you for being here with us. Happy episode six. We will see you next week for episode seven. This we has been Splat, the podcast. Bye, love you. Thank <laughs> you.